0: The National Hispanic Media Coalition's Public Affairs Show straight up on KHBGLP Radio 101.5 FM, the station that gives the mic back to the people your mic, your voice, your community. I am your host, Brenda Castillo-Nogales. Our show is Straight Up. Get straight to the point. No tiptoeing around subjects and no nonsense. Our discussions are anything and everything related to the human experience, including subjects that people are told to stay away from, like religion, sex, and politics. The time is now to get rid of the clutter and let's just talk straight up. So today we're going to talk about the human experience. I ask, what does electric flow and misinformation have in common? Well, my guests are going to answer that question for us. Fabric is a pop-funk duel comprised of Daniel Davila and Cooper Bell. The two Los Angeles natives are inspired by Maroon 5, Prince and Bruno Mars. The recent live studio video of Electric Flow racked up more than 200,000 video views in its debut, as well as more than 200,000 Spotify streams and more than 60,000 SoundCloud plays. The duo has just released their new single, Misinformation, along with a video. Welcome to Straight Up, Daniel and Cooper.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Great. I have to tell the audience I found Electric Flow via Facebook. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine, Lisette, posted the link to Electric Flow, and I immediately could relate to the music. I was an 80s girl myself, and the beat really reminded me of the 80s funk. So before I say another word, I want our audience to listen to what inspired me to contact these two talented writers, musicians, and singers. I just love it. The energy just makes me want to get up and dance. I say hello. Hello? I just love that song just wants to make me get up and dance so Cooper and Daniel, why electric flow
2: um the song was sort of uh inspired by a series of events um over the course of an entire year where uh we just felt like there were a lot of people around us who um needed us to uh slow down for them and we uh we just aren't that type uh of uh of people i i uh, i guess you
1: know yeah no for, for me it's really just like everybody's got um a different way of giving off their energy you know you have a you got your own well you know and there are people who can keep it really well and there are people who give it away you know there are people who are very giving and um and it's really just about no matter what's happening the people that you're around you know feeling comfortable in a situation where you can kind of just uh maintain yourself you know and be yourself around a bunch of people
0: so you have the lyric, I won't mm-hmm. let you step on my electric flow. Mm-hmm. What does this mean?
1: I mean, I just think between Cooper and I, we like to be very, like, alive all the time. We like to be very, uh, you know, we laugh all the time when we're writing songs. We laugh all the time when we're recording. And uh, and that's, you know, part of the reason why why we work together really well. And, we, you know... Uh, you do run into situations where you have to work with people, you have to hang around people, and, and, and you know there are a lot of people who can be very draining in the sense of you know whatever they're going through, and it's uh, it's being able to help out people and be there for people without letting yourself be compromised in any way, you know. So we're talking about energy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay.
2: And one of the one of the one of the main one of the main uh, the main ideas behind it, I think, is uh, being being comfortable accepting your own happiness. And uh, just allowing that to perpetuate within yourself uh, and not having to justify it with others around you. That's where uh, really the lyric, I won't let you step, comes from. It comes from just uh, being confident in that uh, happiness within yourself. So we
0: are talking about the human experience, and I don't know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all energy, yeah. and there's some people that you meet in this world, in this life, and... They're the ones that kind of join you on your electric flow, your mm-hmm. energy flow. And you're going in the same direction, and it's upwards, not downwards. Right. And then there are those people that just want to suck the energy out of you. Yeah. And they leave you dry. Those are bad relationships, and sometimes you just gotta cut them off. Sometimes they're even family.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, it can it can be very like familiar. It can be people who are close to you. And the, and the thing that you know we tried to understand too is because you kind of have to come to the understanding that. Um, you can't just be bitter about those people all the time as well. So it's not only not letting yourself, um, you know, let, not letting people get to you, but it's also coming to understand why those people are being the way they are around you. You know, what it is that is going on with whatever situation in their life and and just kind of looking past it and keeping and maintaining and, you know, forgiving and not, not not resenting people because they just happen to you know subconsciously drain energy when they're around you.
2: you yeah, know? because at the end of the day, uh, you're responsible for your own state of mind and your own happiness and your own flow within yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, as long as you can make that decision for yourself in your life to create that uh, sense of peace and sense of uh, direction and focus and happiness, you really, as long as you make that choice, you cannot let someone interfere with that. And you can still have relationships, meaningful relationships with those people, but uh, you can stay true to yourself and what you know you need and really realize that you're not a victim and be responsible for, uh, for advocating for your own happiness and your own flow.
0: Yeah, what I do is bless them, but I do definitely send them on their way. <laughs> and maybe you yeah. got to live some more years to know that yeah. sometimes that's what you have to maybe. do. Absolutely. So both Danielle and Cooper are mm-hmm. seniors at my alma mater, USC, Fight On. Fight On. Fight On. So tell our listeners about your backgrounds. What got you engaged in music? How mm-hmm. old were you? Were you in musicals? Did... Is there some family members?
1: Do you come um, from
0: an artsy? Yeah, family? no,
1: I, I do. Yeah, it's um, a lot of different influences. I mean, um, I have an aunt who um, was a professional opera singer for for many many years. Really, really incredible singer. Um, my my mom is very musically influenced. You know, my parents were playing music all the time. But but past that point um, of just knowing that you like music, because I think a lot of people have that realization. Um, I was really heavily into sports, and this is another thing that Cooper and I have in common. Where throughout all of high school, I was like a very, very competitive baseball player. And uh, I just had, you know, just one of those bodies that didn't really hold up. So I ended up having to, you know, three surgeries later. I was like 16, 17 years old. I ended up leaving. And, uh, you know, I had two hip surgeries. So in that time, you have a lot of time to just like sit in bed. And you can either like play World of Warcraft, which like, trust (laughs) me, I have like my fair share of like, you know, playing video games and all that stuff. But, you know, you you end up realizing that uh, those times talking about energy and and things that are happening and listening to the surroundings, you know, um, those times are, are really important to, to do, you know, I felt like I needed to do something productive. So I started playing guitar, um, like a lot, just like so many, so many hours of guitar. Um, and then it finally got to a point where, um, I was So no longer, did you teach
0: yourself guitar or did you take lessons?
1: I, I actually took lessons. I took lessons from this really cool, um, really, really killer guitar player named Sean Culligan. And my little brother actually still takes lessons from him. Um, and he he was a really big inspiration to get me into really amazing guitar players and musicians because up to that point, my influences were pretty mainstream pop. And, you know, he was one of the first people to get, you know, he was responsible for for introducing me to a bunch of people. You know, we make music that we like to say is influenced by 70s and 80s, you know. So until you start listening to, you know, some Prince and some Stevie Ray Vaughan and some, you know, some people that a lot of millennials maybe don't know too much about, um, you know, that came from my instrument. And then um, once I just, you know, left my life of sports and all that stuff. um, I ended up just, you know, getting kind of, kind of lucky, getting some, some, some auditions here and there, getting, you know, some, you know, some random stuff. And, uh, I ended up convincing my parents that, you know, I was like, what do I do in college? You know, I always thought I was going to play sports. I was like, what do I do? You know, they tell you you need like a three nine. I was like slacking. I was like, I'm gonna play. And it's, you know, it's like not gonna be a big deal. And, um, you know, I still did well. And and I just ended up applying to a bunch of music schools and it wasn't until, you know, almost like the bitter end of applying that I finally convinced uh, specifically my dad that it was like really a good move. Um, and since then, you know, now, now now you know we've been in a program at USC which is so incredible that it really just um facilitates like learning and understanding of of the development of music. Um to the point where we just have like, a huge appreciation for it. And um and through that, Cooper and I met. Um and yeah. now we write, and now we're doing all this stuff. And I mean, you know, of course there's a million things in between, but that's really for me, for <laughs> oh, me what man. it comes down to. Millions
2: know? of things in between.
1: Yeah.
2: Out a somewhat similar uh childhood as Daniel, and um, I grew up right here in uh, in Malibu, California, not too far from here. He grew up in Encino, California, not too far from here. I really grew up in a, a very artistic family. My my mom was a choreographer, um, worked on some of like the first MTV videos and stuff, so she has always just been playing dance music in my house uh, since I was five years old, six years old, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, um, Earth, Wind & Fire uh, the average white band, Prince, Bowie, like all of these classic, uh, recording artists who've influenced her. So I sort of got that whole mentality passed down through her. And then my dad is a, uh, writer as well. And, uh, he's in the film industry, but he, uh, was a singer when he was growing up and he was very, very into the whole hippie movement in like the sixties and, uh, huge Bob Dylan fan, huge Crosby and Nash fan. And so he kind of gave me a lot of the appreciation for great songwriters. Uh, So those two things kind of melding into one sort of have brought me to, I think, where I am today. But yeah, so I mean, I've been playing music since I was five years old, six years old. My first instrument was a drum set when I was 10 years old. I'm sure your parents
0: appreciated
2: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable that they that they purchased a drum set for a ten year old. Like, so grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I just love making loud noises and uh, hitting things in time, and um, and that sort of just progressed into trying other instruments. And you know, when I was in high school, I played a lot of uh, brass instruments. Favorite was trumpet. And then I got braces when I was like in sophomore year high school and that went um, down or that went downhill very quickly uh, it's not <laughs> it's not fun playing in uh, playing an instrument that's pressed up on a metal thing inside of your mouth it's not it's not a good vibe and um, also
1: just as far as like high school awkwardness goes and middle school awkwardness the trumpet gives you that very specific like, <laughs> ring around your yeah. mouth you know what i'm saying like oh, like man. i played trumpet too in like 7th or 8th grade and i remember you know i was trying to like also you know you got that social pressure to be super cool and walk around like a school you know with just this red ring around your mouth yeah it it's not necessarily a most brutal. flattering thing either it's brutal but like so, word up to trumpet players like yeah oh we so. need
0: you <laughs> <laughs> i won't tell you what the girls were saying at that time <laughs> girls love trumpet players really oh really why is that yeah they become good
2: kissers are you kidding me really uh, yeah they know yeah, man i haven't this. had it yeah, man
1: well somebody would have told us back then man we,
2: we'd have foreign no, mean, sections <laughs> for days on our tracks right <laughs> no i mean hopefully we could uh lose the ring and keep the lips you know <laughs> um, but uh Sax. yeah <laughs> okay guys so yeah. why did yeah. you name yourselves fabric you want me to take this one? I, I love this question. People ask us a lot. And yeah.
1: Yeah, Coop's going to take this question. So,
2: I mean, we it, it, it sort of came from a long conversation on why people love music and why people love to go see live music and why people will pay a lot of money to go to a concert just to see someone uh, create something in front of them. And it sort of came down to the idea that everyone – wants to realize themselves as a creator as, as part of a community that's creating something altogether And so that led us on to the idea that really what people are paying for when they go to a concert experience um, is to be a part of something and to and to really co-create the entire experience with everyone there and the artist that's on stage or you know whoever who's ever performing. And, uh, so we were thinking on what's, what's one word that could describe that connection. And we ended up on the word fabric because we, we, we think that there's a somewhat of a fabric between the audience and, uh, the artist that allows that whole experience to be so special and so worthwhile, um, to put time in for the artist and to pay for, for the people who are showing up.
1: Yeah. And fabric with a Q also, you know, we added the Q at the end just because, you know, we just visually added a little bit, you know, we thought it was cooler, but we're also, yeah, I'm a huge like neo-soul R&B fan and music soul child is like a really big influence and of me and my entire like high school friend group um, growing up. So yeah, and they spell, they spell, uh,
2: they spell music with a Q instead of a C at the end. Yeah. So it was just kind of a cool little thing that we added.
0: Okay, well, Misinformation is Mm -hmm. Fabric's recent release. It maintains the duos for on-the-floor pop genre while continuing to incorporate unique elements of the 70s and 80s funk. Misinformation tells the story of a young woman trying to be something she's not in order to impress a perfect group of girlfriends she never needed in the first place. So let's listen to Misinformation. Cool.
3: She could believe me when I tell her she lookin' looking lovely, but she knows the score. She should forget about it. She could live without it. Love herself some more. She a glass with champagne class. It's all right with me if she don't want to leave with me. But I want hurt her. She telling me she believe me And pulling me in with ease To put this vibe on me Never anticipated Figured she would have waited To tell her friends to leave She had Perrier class with champagne class It's alright with me If she don't want to leave with me But I want her to leave with me So she left let me
0: I love this song yeah i love yeah. the message though these lyrics Thank listen you. to these lyrics yeah. she wants a perfect body looking like everybody but i say na 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 perfection don't want it so what inspired you to write these lyrics um
1: i think that um we kind of going back to where you know, we, us meeting at USC, we were very used to completely different crowds. He's from Malibu, I'm from the Valley. You know, the idea of what, like, a really, you know, um, like a gorgeous girl who, like, you totally wanted to date was completely different for me in high school. And now we're running into all of these, um, really creative people really like just those people who are insane musicians or artists that just have this aura about them that completely supersedes like any other like physical attribute. And it's like, it, it makes them, um, attractive really attractive really attractive regardless of the fact that you know whether they look like an Instagram model or not you know so um and you know I don't know if we would have written about something like this when we were younger just because like you're it's not you know it's not you don't hear it every day and so yeah. we just thought it was kind of cool to to write it and you know we we like to think we took a kind of a different so, yeah
2: and it. even more specifically I think um the song is about we see at USC a lot and then and in Los Angeles, and you know, women a lot of times tend to identify themselves as certain things within a social group and stuff. And uh, a lot of times they don't understand what they have to bring to the table, you know. And um, and Cooper, you know, so. I feel
0: like you're hesitating. This show is called Straight Up, so just <laughs> no, tell so, it like so, it so, is.
2: So so what I'm saying is that is that the whole the the story that we tell in the song is almost the story of being at a party and going up to try to talk to this this girl that you see what he just said in. You see uh, the aura of who she is, you know? Well, I think and you guys you're are maturing now. And, you guys and, are growing up. And, right, is this, is this what it feels like? Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. is this what happens. And, <laughs> and I personally had the experience, I'm sure uh, you have as well, which is why, which is why we, we, we wrote the song, I'm sure we all have, where uh, you go up and try to talk to, to someone and for, some, for whatever reason, they don't have the confidence to understand that. No, I'm really trying to talk to you. I'm not trying to talk to your friends. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to uh, get at one of your friends or just get into your your clique or whatever. I'm interested in you.
1: Yeah, in and, who you are. And those people ultimately, for me, have been the people who who have really influenced me in changing a lot of my aesthetic because um, you know. I've had blue hair. I've had white <laughs> hair. I mean, right now yeah. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a thunderbolt earring, you know, with a banana or plantain. I can't figure out whether it's a banana or plantain. Really, it's difficult to tell. But um, you know, you, you you learn from those people. You don't you know you don't learn from the everyday uh, everyday girl or epitome of, of of our society. Like what you know is different because that's, that's, what is that teaching you?
0: So are you guys single?
1: We are both single.
0: Great. Great.
1: We are both single.
0: Okay, you heard it here, <laughs> listeners. So where
1: can our listeners purchase your music? So we, we are everywhere, right? I mean, it's uh, for the we most
2: part. We are omnipresent.
1: Yeah, we, um, you know, our first, our first video um, was on Facebook, if you kind of want to get a look. And, you know, obviously we, we just released um, a video for misinformation.
0: And it's on Facebook? What's your Facebook um, page?
1: Facebook page is uh, facebook.com forward slash fine fabric. And, and that's fine, F-I-N-E. Um, Spotify, we like those streams. Um, Apple Music, um, really, really anywhere that you can find music. Um, the video is also going to be on YouTube. Um,
2: so Electric Flow is already out everywhere. And, yeah, uh, and uh, misinformation and is out too.
1: Is out also. OK,
2: so
0: they yeah. can go to Facebook. All they have to do is Google Fabric. And they'll get to the music somehow,
1: right? Absolutely, yeah.
0: OK, great. So you are both extremely talented, and there's no doubt in my mind that you guys are going to become famous. <laughs> and how will you keep yourself grounded? How will you use that influence?
1: Um, well, first, first of all, we, we definitely appreciate the compliment. Um, it, it, uh, it—you know—it's a matter of um, in in those situations, you know, and having having a lot of you know being in LA and having friends who who are doing really incredible things. Um, I think it really just comes down to the, the really cool thing is that Cooper and I have, because we have very similar upbringings, very similar childhoods, it's like, and we're, we're, we're from L.A. We've been used to, you know, everything that comes with being in L.A. So, so to us, that kind of notion of, of, of Celebrity. changing and celebrities yeah. and all that stuff. I have,
0: just, you both mentioned your um, background. You both mentioned your mother and your father. So I'm sure your mom is going to take out the whip. She doesn't care how old you are. And she's going to whip <laughs> you into shape and oh, remind yeah. you guys where you came from.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as I get to come home to a plate of rice and beans and, like,
2: some dope pork and see, Yeah, and you always see that the most talented people are always the most humble. So uh, hopefully one day we'll live up to that, you know?
0: Well, listeners, our program is coming to an end. Thank you, Cooper and Danielle, for talking straight up with us today. You have been listening to the National Hispanic Media Coalition's Public Affairs Show, Straight Up!, The station that gives the mic back to the people, your mic, your voice, your community. You can listen to Straight Up anytime from anywhere by visiting www.nhmc.org. You can also find our podcast on SoundCloud. I am Brenda Castillo-Nogales signing up. Remember, stay woke, get involved, and take action.
3: To the music and to walk to the sea I'm with the band again to pay our dues But I, I think it's these strings kinda loose I got the wood on my shoulders And what is there to do to play for you, but I, I think it's a bass guitarist out of tune. I got the Well on my shoulders, and what is there to do? Just another day. Always stay till the end of the day. I went to panic again to light the fuse, but I, I think the snare drum has lost the screw. I got. Just another day. You gotta stay on the move. Just another day. Yeah. What is there to lose? Just another day. Yeah. Oh oh oh
0: yeah. I say hello.